0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of Time Out with Spartans. It's your boy, Nick. And it's your boy, Jacob.
1: And today we're going to be recapping the recent U of M games. We're going to be breaking down the Big Ten tournament bracket and making our predictions for that, as well as reacting to the all Big Ten teams that were announced yesterday.
0: Yep, and last time we made a podcast was... uh... March 2nd and I believe it was like right before the Indiana game and we were just on that podcast we were just giving out many different paths to the tournament that Michigan State would have to take to make the tournament and um, after beating Indiana we were all like oh we're for sure in and then after beating after beating I mean after losing to Michigan we were we were all saying oh shoot we're gonna have to beat Michigan now or or just make or just win one game in the big ten tournament. But and then we beat Michigan and now we're now we're safely in the tournament I believe. So just a roller coaster of events since the last time we played.
1: Yeah, definitely. We're we're for sure in um now. But, yeah, it's definitely been a roller coaster. I mean, looking – we were definitely on the outside looking in for a while there. I mean, we were 10-9. and Lenardi said there's no way we're making it. You know, I think a lot of the fan base, including myself, were losing faith that the streak was going to continue. And that would have just sucked because, I mean, the streak's older than me. So that's something huge. I mean, one of the biggest Um, tournament streaks of all time. Coming to an end would have been a sad sight to see, but we're we're good. Um, as of four hours ago, um, Linardi dropped his daily bracketology, and we're currently still sitting as the first team in the last four buys. So we're pretty solidly in now.
0: I I think we sh- I think we're higher than that in most brackets. I think that's just a Linardi hate for MSU. To be honest with you, I think. I think we're higher than a, a last four buy.
1: No, I definitely, I definitely agree. I think uh, when it comes down to it on Selection Sunday, we'll go a little higher than people are predicting right now.
0: Yep, and yeah, as you said, the streak's older than we are. So I definitely never really thought of it until this year. Like, what would March Madison even feel like without my team, Michigan State, being in the tournament? Like. Would would I still even be excited for the tournament? Would my energy be different for the tournament? Obviously, the answer is yes, but I just, I just don't know what the emotions would be like if Michigan State wasn't even in it.
1: Yeah, man. I agree. Um, I definitely have always, you know, been a big sports fan, big sports guy, watch a lot of sports. But when it comes to March, it just seems anytime MSU – gets knocked out early or knocked out in general, like my interest level goes from 100% interested to pretty much nothing. And I just lose all, all want to really watch other tournament games. So I'll watch the natty and like the final four and everything. But like when Michigan state's still in the tournament, I'll sit and watch every game all day. I don't care who's playing, but as soon as they oh, yeah. get eliminated, like I just, I just can't do it anymore.
0: That, yeah, March is the best time of year. Um, I'll always have like – I'll have uh, both my TVs set up. I'll have – man, I may even put up a third TV in my room this year. Who knows? But just being able to – especially this year, um, I bet this is the one time of year that kids will enjoy online learning. So you can just sit at home and just have every game on for March Madness while you're doing school. This is definitely the best time of year for sports in general. This is the best sports postseason. Nothing gets better than March Madness, and seeing Michigan State going through all the adversity they've been through this year, and going from ten and nine to 15-11, beating three top five teams in that stretch to push ourselves in the tournament. Um, I it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a fun time of year again.
1: Yeah, I, I for sure feel you on that. Um, with with MSU, like I feel like in the past couple of weeks, they, they had been getting a lot of hate from the media, whether it be Instagram pages, you know, Lenardi on Twitter, etc. And I think that really um, allowed our guys to play with a chip on their shoulder for the last couple of weeks here just come out and play with nothing to lose. And I I definitely think everybody else messed up. I I think – I don't want to go too far and say anything. This will be more for a later pod. But I definitely think, depending on the draw that we pull on Selection Sunday, that MSU could definitely be like a dark horse team. You can't ever count out – pretty much – I consider us a blue blood. So you really can't – you really can't count out a blue blood regardless of their seed
0: we really can't count us out either like we have possibly one of the best resumes even though we have um eleven losses we still have the most top five wins out of any team in the country this year and we play in the so, best
1: conference in the country
0: but here's the thing if if we're beating top five teams like that then we can literally beat anybody in the tournament I't Honestly, the one region I do want to be in, though, is the Gonzaga region. I feel like that's the one seed we can beat, even though... I Actually, I won't say that. I won't go that far, because that would just sound stupid if I say we can beat Gonzaga. But there's a chance we can keep it close to the Gonzaga and possibly get a win there. Obviously, Jalen Suggs and Kispert are going off for the Zag, so that would be, be a tough opponent.
1: Yeah, Gonzaga's just definitely the- a tough opponent, but I think... And it's the same thing that happens basically every year to them. And playing a week schedule and mixed with a week bench every year ends up coming to haunt them in the tournament. You know, they just can't seem to ever f- get it done completely. There's always somebody gets in foul trouble or they have a cold shooting game and that's all she wrote for them because, you know, they – They have a great starting five and a couple good kids off the bench, but as far as depth is concerned, like, they really aren't a very deep team. So if they get into foul trouble, if somebody gets hurt, I mean, that that can really derail the Zags season real fast.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, so now that we got our March Madness feelings over with and just our emotions through the past couple of weeks – Let's uh let's talk about these these past few Michigan games. Uh we can start off with the first game. Obviously, we lost 69 to 50. Um I think our biggest issue that game was shooting 0 for 8 from the three-pointer. You're really not going to keep a close game if you're not making the three ball at least a couple times.
1: Yeah. Definitely the three ball not falling literally at all definitely hurt us a lot. Um that was that in turnovers, which is pretty recurring issue. And then like I don't want to be that guy, but the refs were awful. And the refs in coll- all of college basketball, regardless of conference, have been awful this year. They're making they're making college basketball seem more and more like the NBA, like referee wise, and it's bothering me because I I can't stand it. There's too many stoppages. Just let the kids play the game.
0: And then just they're just all around like um, there's been a couple of times where there have been some questionable calls that just really ruined the game. Like um, what game was it? I think it was Kansas and Baylor. Um, I think um, Baylor got got a call for a blocking foul but the dude was in position and I don't know. They just called the, it. They called the a blocking foul on Baylor, which pretty much lost some of the game against Kansas. But yeah, I can that flagrant call on Aaron Henry definitely changed the momentum of the game. It really slowed things down. And um, One thing I hate about basketball now is obviously yes, do I think there should be a review system? Yeah, but do I think there needs to be three um, booth reviews and like a whole minute like reviewing reviewing in basketball just slows the entire game down. Like be confident in your call refs, like it just it made it made basketball such a slow game now. Adding in reviewing I agree.
1: And I definitely think that they need to somehow find a way to streamline the review process more because there's some pretty obvious calls that take like five minutes to review for no reason other than they're just being slow. But going back to what you said about the flagrant call on Henry, I I definitely think that was the biggest turning point of that game. After that, it just seemed like any momentum we had just got crushed by that call. Um, Mm And it seemed like that rattled the team and they lost confidence with it. And I think that definitely Mm -hmm. played a big role in the loss in the first game.
0: And then any time we'd cut it close in Michigan, they just go on another huge run. And obviously we can only do so much, and then we just became cold and couldn't catch up to them again. But that that leads it. I mean, I'll, I'll say one more thing about that game. The defense played pretty good. We got the stops we needed. We got six stops in a row. We just didn't convert on any of those stops, which hurt us too. We could have been right back in that game too, but our offense couldn't convert. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that brings us to the second game against Michigan. Um, surprisingly enough, Aaron Henry was not the X factor in this game. Who was it, Jacob? Do you want to say who Rocket it was? Rocket Watts. Wow, I know, guys. Rocket Watts was the X factor of the game. Um, that's definitely a good sign to see going into March. The the one game we needed Rocket Watts to step up, and he stepped up and. We finally after a whole season of waiting for Rocket Watts to get it together, he finally does and dropped twenty one points. And that pretty much led the team to the to the win, but obviously the whole spotlight on that game is gonna be Rocket Watts, but we had forty bench points.
1: Yeah, the bench went crazy. Um I think I saw something that said we had more bench points at halftime and the second game, then we had for the entire game, and the first one. So, anytime you're dropping forty points off your bench, you're in a good position to win the game. Um, if we can keep that up going into the and 20, like going back to age. like Rocket Watts breaking out in that performance, like that's what we need out of him. That's what we've been waiting for, man. And I know that on this podcast and on a lot of MSU pages, you know Rocket's been getting a lot of fluck all year for not necessarily living up to expectations but I can tell you like I'm so beyond happy to see him turn it around for that game and I really hope that that can build his confidence and help him continue to develop and grow into the player that a lot of MSU fans thought that he might be able to be.
0: Yeah I agree and Rocket is one of those players that I I mean obviously there is people saying that they hope rocket transfers and you know me we were talking in PlayStation on the phone i was one of those people you can back me up on this i was one of those people saying no dude i don't want rocket to transfer i can see i can see the potential i he's definitely has high potential so and he's only a sophomore i don't want him to transfer that quick with that with that type of potential so
1: yeah i agree um, i think hopefully the- he has loads of talent and all the tools in the world to to be a good player, but I, I just think that be, with the with the transition from the two to the one full-time, I think that really stunted a lot of what he did, and I think without another good lead guard or elite big man, or even just a good big man, really, I think that really makes the rest of the team struggle whether it be Rocket Henry or anybody else on the team you know there's going to be those games where if if you don't have good point guard play you don't have good big men play then it's going to be hard for everybody else to get going as well so i definitely think there's there's some factors that led to him having a little bit of a
0: disappointing season oh i agree and for people who are saying that Tom Izzo's relationship with Rocket isn't there um, before that game. Um, I definitely think it's there. I think Tom Izzo sitting him for a couple games and then sitting him for the last 17 minutes of that first Michigan game, the relationship isn't bad. Tom Izzo's just trying to teach him a lesson and be a good coach. And obviously you saw what happened against Michigan after he got sat for 17 minutes, he came out the next game and dropped 21 points. So, definitely when you see Izzo sit a player like that, he's definitely just doing it to teach him a lesson and bang. Rocket Watts comes out with a breakout performance a game after that. And obviously, for those who saw on, a, on our Instagram pages, Rocket Watson and Izzo um, did hug at the end of the game. So, definitely a good sign to see for MSU fans – for people who are saying that the relationship is not Yeah, I agree, too.
1: man. And that kind of leads us into our next uh, section here, which we're going to be breaking down the All-Big Ten teams, um, our, kind of our reaction to it. So I'll go ahead and start it off. So um, a lot of Spartan fans might know um, Aaron Henry was uh, selected to third the All-Big Ten third team. Um, so – First and foremost, I want to say congratulations to Aaron Henry and anybody that made an All-Big Ten team. Um, That being said, however, I definitely think that uh, Henry was snubbed. Um,
0: Let's read off the teams first before we break down. So for the first team, we have Kofi Coburn, um, Ayo Dasumu, Trace Jackson-Davis, Luca Garza, and then Hunter Dickinson. And
1: then for the second second team, team... we've got uh, Joe Wieskamp, Isaiah Livers, Marcus Carr, EJ Liddell, and Travion Williams. So, I I definitely think Aaron Henry has a very good case um, to have been selected to the second team, all Big Ten at least. Um, I definitely think that he could have made it over a guy like Wieskamp, over a guy like Carr, whereas, you know, Carr's a great player, don't get me wrong, and he put the Minnesota team on his back. But anytime you got a guy on one of the worst teams in the conferences that's shooting under 40% from the field, it's kind of hard to be – on the All-Big Ten team. You know, how many players in the NBA have you seen average 28 points a game on horrible efficiency on a bad team and make an All-NBA team? Not very many. I mean, even Brad Beal last year, uh, don't quote me, but I'm I'm 99% sure he did not make a All-NBA team dropping over 30 points a game. So, definitely team success mm-hmm. has to play a little bit of a role into it. And...
0: Yeah, people have been telling me that's why Aaron Henry wasn't in. But um, there, people were telling me that uh, oh, Aaron Henry's only averaging 15 points per game on a on a trash MSU team. But honestly, Aaron Henry is the sole reason why MSU is in the tournament right now. Obviously, Rockowitz's performance did put us in as well. But Aaron Henry has basically given us led us to a lot of those wins against. Um, Illinois, Ohio State. He was, he was a main factor in those two games, and is a big reason why we're in the tournament. So, if success is account, if success is accountable for being an All Big Ten team, then I don't see why Aaron Henry shouldn't be above uh, a Joe Wieskamp, Camp, who's a number two option on his team. And personally, I think Aaron Henry should be above Joe Wieskamp Camp on the. Uh, big Ten I agree. Team. If
1: you if you take those two players and swap them out and have Joe Wieskamp be the the number one option on this MSU team, there's no way we make the tournament. And if you put Aaron Henry next to Luca Garza, that team gets significantly better. And I think that I don't know if they necessarily take like impact like on the games and on the team into account. But as far as like a player meaning everything to a team, there's very few players in the Big Ten that mean more to their team than Aaron Henry. I mean maybe like a Luca Garza or a Iodesumu. Um Travion Williams yeah, from but, Purdue, yeah, you know.
0: But here's the thing. No, no here, here's the thing. Luca Garza had eight points against MSU, and still beat us by 30. If we take Aaron Henry, and he only scores below 10, we may not even win the game. Yeah,
1: that's facts. And I I just, I definitely think that if you take, if you take Wieskamp off of Iowa, they don't get that much worse. But if you take Aaron Henry off of MSU, we're a 5-1 team.
0: Because then we're having to rely on, um, honestly, I don't even know who we'd rely on, like, We've been relying on Aaron Henry almost all year, so who's getting, who would be that one yeah, guy man, that Aaron Henry does it all positively. for us, man?
1: He's 15 points. He's hitting mid-range shots. His three-point shot's been getting better as the season progressed. He's driving to the basket. He's getting three, four, five, six assists a game, You know, four, five, six rebounds a game. Playing good defense, probably if our best have, defender, if, a if not forward. one of the best defenders on our team. So He's not only got to shoulder the whole offensive load and act as a secondary ball handler and primary scoring option, but he's also tasked with locking down one of the opposing team's best players on defense all night long, too.
0: And that's why Aaron Henry was on the Big Ten all-defensive team as well. And if you have a forward who's on an all-defensive team um, leads your teams in rebounds. I mean I don't even know if he leads in rebounds, but leads your team in assists and points. Um, I know you looked up Joe Wieskamp's stats and I don't know exactly what they were, but if Aaron Henry's averaging more assists than a Joe Weese camp who's a guard, then I don't see why Aaron Henry yeah, should so be the, in Yeah, So hand. the
1: stats were they're pretty close for the most part. Um so, Wieskamp camp was averaging about sixteen points um about six and a half mm-hmm. ass- or six and a half rebounds and one and a half assists or something very close to those numbers and Aaron Henry was averaging a little over fifteen points a game
0: fifteen
1: yeah fifteen, 15 five, five and, and three, three, three is around there but right the three's like three and a half, so he's averaging two more assists so okay but.
0: Here's the thing. You, t- you have that. Yes, yeah, stats, you can. And Aaron is a better defender want, but...
1: and better leader.
0: Aaron Henry made all defensive team. Joey's camp. I don't think Joey's no, camp. He did. for sure, didn't. sure. There's no didn't. way. Um, and then you got Aaron Henry leading his team to. From 10 to nine, and then leading into the tournament. I just don't see how. I don't know. That's just the one player I'd swap out for.
1: Yeah, and, I agree. And, he's, he's and I camp. guess the only other but, thing I don't necessarily have a problem with it because I definitely do think that these probably were the best five players in the conference this year. But I don't understand how they how they do the first team and second team and stuff because in the NBA, you know, like in the All NBA teams, it's it's two guards. You got and your three guards and you got your players or whatever. Um. Or front court, or whatever, whatever it is, you know, three three guards or two guards and three forwards is usually what it is. But on on the first team, all Big Ten, there's Io DeSumo, and then it's four big men that are usually playing the center position. So I don't I don't really understand how that necessarily works, and yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same on the second team as well for the most part because Wieskamp, camp, I mean. He's listed as a guard, but he plays more of a forward wing role. In all reality, I mean, he's not—he doesn't have the ball in yeah, his—he doesn't have the, the ball he's in his hands guard. too much, and he's on the perimeter quite a bit. And he's—he's a, he's a taller guy, so that's not like a typical guard that you may think. You know, the only true like real ball handler and guard on that team is Marcus Carr, and then it's Wieskamp, Camp, Livers, E.J. Liddell, who's a big man, and Trayvon Williams, who's a big man, so. I guess the 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 big Ten's just showing love to the big mm-hmm. men, but it it doesn't make a, a lot of sense to
0: me i mean that 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 is kind of a fair point though like if you look at the big Ten this year um, pretty much every good team in the big Ten right now has a dominant big man, so definitely I think this year is the era of the big men for the big Ten, but honestly. <laughs> If if you were to take out one person from the All Big Ten first team, who would you take right. out? Because I can tell you one person that I take out. All
1: right, out. yeah, I, I know. I got one person that jumps off the page to me as well.
0: I would take out. Yep, Trace that's exactly Jackson- Davis.
1: who I was going to say as well. You know, he was good, but
0: obviously he was having around twenty points, but. He got dominated by every good. Yeah, facts. In the when Big it 10. actually
1: mattered, you know, he he just wasn't good, and I I I don't even think I don't even think Indiana's gonna make the tournament. The stretch.
0: I was watching Indiana's games. No, they're twelve and thirteen, I think. I don't know around there, but he was trashed down. Yeah, stretch I, I agree. I'm a, I'm looking
1: up some of his stats right now. So he averaged nineteen points and nine rebounds. I mean, that's pretty good. I, I'll give him that. But the efficiency, fifty-one percent, is not amazing for a big man that's supposedly dominant, especially after shooting fifty-six percent. You know, in in his first season. But let me see where the where's his uh, recent games at against Purdue, like against well, Purdue in the, game the last back? game of the season. I mean, okay, so they literally ended the season losing. One, two, three, four. Six of their last seven. So
0: he. Oh he, gosh. Wow. Didn't they go in okay, like a so four game? He had losing a good game too? against
1: OSU, but oh. they lost by yeah. 20. Um, shot efficiently mm-hmm. was a good game. Dropped 20 and 10 on Minnesota, one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. Uh, he completely destroyed us, but lost. And then after that, after that loss to us kind of was when things started to get a little iffy for him, and he really started struggling down the stretch. So he went – he had 21 points against Rutgers, which is good, but he was 7 for 16 from the field, which is 43%, which is awful for a big man. And mind you, this is him taking no threes. He's not taking a single three all year long so you know he's he's getting twos and shots that big men are supposed to in theory make a good amount of so then Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh the next game after shooting 30 43 percent the next game he plays is against michigan and he shoots 25 percent from the field which is awful with only 10 points Then, yeah. back that up with a nine point performance on twenty percent shooting against us in the second loss, and then he finished off his season uh with a twelve point game on forty four percent shooting and you know he's had his fair share of good games, but he like here's another one six for eighteen, four for ten, three for eight, three for thirteen, you know just not good efficiency here and there, I definitely. Don't get me wrong. Trey Jackson Davis is a great player, but I don't know. I think out of all the people on the first team, he definitely deserves it the
0: least. I agree. All right, so now that we're talking about all the Big Ten teams, um, let's just get right into the 2021 Big Ten Men's Basketball Tournament, which starts tonight. Um, So do you want to – do you just want to point a couple things out or do you just want to get straight into predictions? I mean, I low key I guess we can just give our predictions and then break yeah, down let's, uh, as we go let's on. Just get
1: straight into predictions. I'll go ahead and go first. Um Minnesota Northwestern I think could go either way, but I think that um I'm honestly going to go
0: thing. I'm going Okay, here's here's my thing. Minnesota Started the season off with like what were they they, like ranked twenty one when they played us? They were like they were like seven and zero or something to start the season, or something crazy like that. And now they're what twelve and thirteen, and on a they're on some sort of a losing streak like four games maybe, and one of those games includes a sixty seven to fifty nine loss to Northwestern. So Northwestern's a team that's on a win streak right now too. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead. And I think I'm gonna pick Northwestern um, in this
1: game. I let me see their. I wanna see their record real quick.
0: North, North Northwestern is, just beat Maryland. The yeah. Other day. Okay.
1: So Minnesota's on a seven-game losing streak. They they've been pretty oh, bad. I don't um. Think Minnesota's so gonna I win. I think I'm gonna go with Northwestern too. You know they're they're nine and fourteen overall, but. They're got a slightly better record in the Big Ten and they're on a three game win streak, so they've obviously beaten three mm-hmm. Big Ten opponents back to back to back.
0: I think this is a, I think this is the first round uh rematch from last year when the tournament was getting canceled. I think Minnesota Northwestern was one of the Here, first get games that this, stat. Last year this too. is
1: something that I'm looking at right now. Is uh Minnesota is thirteen yeah, think- and four at home. But they're zero
0: and ten away. Oh, yikes! I don't know. I don't. I think Northwestern being getting a good win against Maryland is going to boost their confidence. in Minnesota, in a seven-game losing streak. I don't think science Yeah, I'm gonna go so well. I'm gonna go Northwestern. Then move into the All Nebraska right. game.
1: I'm gonna go with Penn State. Penn State Nebraska's State, Nebraska. trash, and that, there's
0: that's, that. I don't think yeah, there's we the was... need to break down about this game pretty much. Nebraska, yeah, worst team awful. of the Big Ten by far. Penn State, yeah, I'm going to go Penn State as well. So, that brings us to Michigan State and Maryland. One of the matchups I did not want to see. Um, Michigan State obviously just lost to Maryland by, what, 18 you know, points?
1: Yeah, something like that. It was, it was not close, that's for sure.
0: But Maryland now on, what, a two-game losing streak against losing to Penn State and Northwestern? Michigan State coming off a win against number two Michigan and Rocky Watts coming off a huge performance? Oh. See, I don't like doing this podcast sometimes because every time we pick the Spartans to win, they lose. But... We're not gonna have to take a risk on this pod. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Michigan yeah, State Yeah, I agree. To win. I
1: definitely did not want to see Maryland as our first round matchup, uh, especially after the last game. But going into the last game, they were hot, man. They were they were It'll really be close. hot. It'll they be were close. coming in on a win streak.
0: Plus, you have to you have to take this into consideration. MSU yeah. was playing three games in what six days. Around there, yeah. I mean, Maryland is coming off. A yeah, thing break. Maryland's
1: coming off two straight so, losses now. You know, they're kind of falling apart in the last couple of games here. Michigan State's won four of their last five, plus, and up. we're coming in off a massive win versus our arch rival Michigan to for sure make the tournament.
0: And Rocket Watts hopefully. We yeah, to so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead conference. and put Michigan
1: State through as well, but in a close one. I think I don't think it's gonna be any more than probably a six, seven, eight point
0: game. You know, five points. I gotta see sure. winning by five. It will come down. It will. It will be a three point game. We'll get a stop and then we'll make both free throws and we'll win by five. Sounds That's about what right. I think will happen.
1: Northwestern okay. versus Ohio so State. So then we
0: have what? Ohio State, Northwestern. Yeah, okay, I got Ohio State. Even, I don't really need to say no, much about it. Northwestern I nothing to say can about have that.
1: their one win, but there's no way they're beating Ohio State.
0: I will say this though. I will say this though. I wouldn't be surprised. If yeah, anybody that that's facts. That's a good disclaimer, you know. Tournament. We're making really our wouldn't.
1: picks, but we're by no means saying all oh, these are guarantees. You know, like oh, the Big Ten's good. You know, any
0: team can win
1: on any night.
0: Like, like. I wouldn't even be surprised if, like, what a Penn State beats to Wisconsin in that first game. I really wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. Yeah, this is a, This is going to be a fun tournament so to watch. Coming
1: down to Indiana and Rutgers, this is an interesting one. This is probably the interesting, most this interesting be a, game this be out a good of matchup. the Thursday
0: matchups. Although Michigan State Maryland is interesting as well, anybody can win that game. But I, that's a so really doesn't matter. Pretty even. I'm gonna go with Indiana. I, don't know. I, I don't think know. they've
1: got a little more to play play for than Rutgers. Because if Indiana okay. wins a game or two, um, they. they...
0: Anyway, Rutgers is Rutgers yeah. is already in too. I think. I think they said Rutgers win over Minnesota. Yeah. Put them put them in already. So.
1: Yeah, go, I just think that. I'm gonna, I'm I do well. just, just kind of At, been falling apart lately, it feels like to me. I just
0: feel a 10 seed. It's going to. I am just feel like the 10 seed will be the 7 seed. That's – Plus, I don't know. Miles Johnson's got any trace Jackson Davison. Hopefully, Rob Finnessy can yeah, that get would things be a good going one, in that game. Sure. That'll be a fun game to watch. That'll be a fun game to watch. And then we got Penn State, Wisconsin. Now. This is going to sound stupid, but I wouldn't be surprised at Wisconsin. Lost. No, I definitely I wouldn't really, be surprised I wouldn't either. Be surprised. I think I'm going
1: to pick Wisconsin just because of the they've got such yeah, a massive safe, uh, experience just because of their um as well as coaching as well. I mean, Penn State's not typically a great basketball program. they were good last year and everything, but I'm going to go with Wisconsin, but definitely don't be shocked if you see Penn State pull an upset there.
0: Yep. Okay, so then then what do we got? Michigan State, Michigan. I don't – this is going to – okay. Eli Brooks, depending if he plays or not, it will still be a close game. Um, I think, I don't know. It's going to be tough to be Michigan again, but I could definitely see it happen. This is a, this is a tough, tough decision just to be safe though. Don't get me wrong. I could see Michigan State winning this game, but I think Michigan will end up pulling yeah, off Yeah, it's going to
1: be a good game, a uh, tough game for sure. You know, a rivalry game always, always is a big deal. Um to me I think there's a couple of factors that will really go into this game. Um the first of which being Eli Brooks's health like like you said um I think if he doesn't play then I just don't see Michigan really trying that hard. Um I to be, be completely honest, I think if Eli Brooks is out for the entire tournament, they're going to give um, him, Franz Wagner, you know, he's been a little banged up. Obviously, he's not going to miss any games, but Franz, you know, everybody's got some sort of an injury at this point in the season in the Big Ten. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if, if Juwan Howard and the assistant coaches, you know, they're obviously going to still try to win games, but I don't think they're going to give their full 100% effort in the Big Ten tournament. I think they're really going to focus up and focus on getting healthy before – before the March Madness really starts. Um, so I'm going to go with MSU um, in a very close game, but e- either team could win, and it really depends on Eli Brooks' health and how Michigan really comes into the tournament feeling.
0: Yeah, that's just a game that could go both ways, just considering it's a robbery too. Plus, again, Rocket Watts is going to be a factor again. Rocco Watts is playing good. We don't. We really don't have. Any, yeah, facts. If Rocco Watts plays good, we can win any game. But yeah, Purdue versus OSU. All right. So what do we have here? Ohio State, Purdue. Mm. Tough, tough pick here. Um. Travion Williams is the beast. Ohio Purdue found. Yeah, Purdue nice. turned their season around big time. Like. Purdue is on ranked this third of season. Liddell another. versus of Williams course, is in a in big, big matchup. Uh, um, to be honest, I don't know who's going to win this game.
1: I'm gonna just um, go. You can go ahead uh, and make your pick, pick first. If you know who you're picking, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Purdue. Um, I think Matt Painter is one of the most underrated coaches in the league, um, in the whole country, actually, um, thinking thinking more about it. Um, he's done a great job at Purdue. You know, they've consistently been one of the top Big Ten teams for the last half decade, decade plus, you know. Um, I I think when it really comes down to it, if – if Trayvon Williams and Zach Eady can neutralize the the big man Liddell from Ohio State and get decent guard play, um, I, I definitely think Purdue's got a good shot to win. Um, so I'm gonna go with Purdue.
0: Yeah, Wheeler. I, th- I think Wheeler's been playing pretty good for Purdue. Yeah, right so now. I'm gonna all, I'm gonna
1: go ahead and um, go their, with Purdue. Their
0: guard. Yeah, I'm gonna go Purdue as well. Um I don't know, I don't In I respects. just don't see Ohio. State that, that leads us to Indiana to versus
1: Illinois. So, um, yeah, there's not much to Illinois, say here. I definitely I'm go Illinois. I could see uh, Indiana winning, you know, anything's possible like we keep saying, but I'm gonna say Illinois. I definitely think Coburn and Iowa are gonna be way too much for Indiana to handle. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so then we got. This Westarka is a very interesting Iowa. matchup. This one of the older matchup. matchups Wisconsin. in the Big
1: Ten. You know, Wisconsin's probably one of the oldest teams in the country. Iowa's Wisconsin. got their senior in Garza. Weezkamp's a junior. Bohannon's been there forever. So it's two of the older teams. Um, lots of experience. Two great coaches. But in this one, man, I just um, got to give it to Iowa. I think Luca Garza, with the uh, with the amount of shooters that he has around him is going to be a little bit too much for Wisconsin. I got Iowa in a close one.
0: Wisconsin just lost to Iowa, but not by much. I think it was by – I don't even know. I think it was a one-possession game, to be quite honest with you. And Wieskamp is out. Uh, This is – I'm going to go Iowa just because Wisconsin – for the amount of power they have, they only they have eleven losses. So I'm gonna yeah, go I Iowa. Agree. I think. Luke's All right. So that, you've though.
1: got Michigan versus Purdue. We got, right. You
0: got MSU Purdue. I have. I don't know. I Michigan Michigan okay. State can go either way. So I'll just predict both matchups, I guess. But if I was in an official bracket, I'd probably have Michigan in there. Okay, so yeah, I'll go you ahead and break MSU, that down. So, Purdue, you want to do that? I one don't know, first? man.
1: To me, I would not want to play Purdue. I really hope that they would lose, but it just seems like they've had our number in basketball for the past few years, and we don't have anybody that can guard Williams. Uh,
0: well, really, really they they've only had our number in basketball. Like at Mackey, they beat. We should that's beat true. them. Maybe year. on a neutral we court. This, this is year. this is a tough
1: matchup for me. Just for the sake of being an MSU fan, I'm going to keep faith in my team and go Michigan State. Um, I definitely think that it would be a good game, um, and it would probably be decided by two factors, which is Travion Williams in the paint, and if the referees are calling touch fouls or not.
0: And what Efficiency we get out of yeah I agree. Henry, like what kind of game he has. Okay, so then I'll predict Michigan-Purdue. I think I'm going to pick Purdue this game. Um, Travion Williams is going be, to be a beast in the paint that game. And just for the sole fact that Michigan is kind of banged up right now, I think, I don't know, I just see Purdue going to the Big Ten Championship this year for some reason. I don't even know why. Uh, lead just just to, that leads us to
1: what Illinois, Iowa. This is a hard one. Um Illinois and Iowa. I think I'm gonna go I'm Illinois gonna go too. Illinois. I think Iowa's I'm way better Illinois. than any guard Iowa has. And out of anybody else in the big ten, I think I would probably trust Coburn to guard Garza yep. more than anyone else.
0: Or Hunter Dickinson did really good against Garza as well. I really – obviously, being an MSU fan, I give Hunter Dickinson a lot of respect because he owned Garza. He did play Garza really well against freshman, Garza. Though.
1: So, I definitely think – I think Illinois would win that game. I think it would be a very close game, but I, I'm going to go with Illinois.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, me too. So. Yeah. You have MSU-Illinois. All right, so MSU-Illinois, that's an intriguing uh, game. can pick um, that game first. I'd
1: be intrigued to see how uh, Illinois comes out and plays, uh, considering they're against the Spartan Thugs in the finals. Um, see if we send out Motti to give uh, <laughs> Io a nice little elbow or something.
0: No, yeah, because Illinois was calling us that because – Yeah, whatever, like, it it wasn't purposely, purposely. people are tripping,
1: but that'll be an interesting one, um, the, you know, the MSU fan in me wants to, like, pick us as the winner, but I, I don't know, I think, I think we'd be lucky to, to beat Michigan and Purdue back to back, and I just don't know, three games in three days, that would be tough, I think I'm gonna have to go with Illinois in this one, in a close one, but, definitely even just getting to the finals would do wonders for our tournament resume and bring us up from a probable, probable 10 to 11 seed to more of like an eight or nine, maybe, maybe even a seven if we're lucky.
0: Yep, And then I got Purdue in Illinois. Um, obviously Travion Williams and Kofi Coburn's a good matchup. Um, you got Ioda Sumu and then Wheeler. But Illinois has that Adam Miller, and obviously besides missing that easy dunk, Georgie can play pretty good at times too. So just for all around, I think I'm going to pick Illinois to win the Big Ten Championship. I think they're one of the best teams in the Big Ten, obviously. Um I don't know. I, I think this is well. It. Yeah, nice year I to agree. win a Big Ten a tournament. As well.
1: And with that being said, um, that's gonna wrap today's episode up. Um, definitely keep an eye out. Um, we're definitely gonna be trying to do more things like live videos on Instagram, uh, recording some more pods, and we do have a podcast uh,
0: scheduled also, for
1: a little bit later today. Um, probably will drop it sometime tomorrow or sometime this week, but I'll let you talk about the podcast for a little bit later, a little bit, if you want, Nick.
0: No, I was going to talk about a different thing that you and I have brought to attention last night. Um, so, for anyone that's sticking around, I'll probably put a poll on my Instagram, because I don't know. I don't really expect people to listen to the whole thing, to be honest with you, but... Um, Me and Jacob, are we had the idea of maybe making a YouTube channel in the the future. Uh, Basically, what the channel would be was honestly anything. So one idea was where we sit a player down, look at one of their best games, and then just do like a little film study session with the players, and we'll have like face cams and everything. We'll have to get that figured out and get the right equipment for that. But that's one thing we were looking into. Another one would be, again, get a player on the podcast – get a player on the YouTube channel and just sit down and play a video game with them and just talk to them. Um, Another thing, we just – I don't know. Obviously, me and Jago would make our own videos, but those are our two main ideas right now. Um, Obviously, me and Jago probably do, like, live streams on there, um, do, like, reactions to stuff, just do, like, gaming videos as too, just – I don't know, just like a fun Yeah, and if, and if, if you guys channel, have
1: any, probably um, be looking into like feedback, any ideas you want us to try out. I'll, uh, I'll post a poll on the podcast uh, page as well um, later today, kind of about things like that and whatnot as well.
0: Also, if also Jacob, ever this podcast is over, um, I'll right, probably perfect. like call you or something we can figure more stuff out and let them know all right so that'll do it for this podcast be on the lookout for the for the next one we're gonna begin like what four or five different fan pages to talk about gaming um yeah just a lot of gaming stuff in the next podcast with a with a bunch of people from a group chat we're in so go what that'll wrap it up for this podcast. So.